Welcome back for the Old Testament Overview Lesson 2, which will be getting into Genesis. Uh, remember, you can go to westbankbiblechurch.com and go to the Old Testament Overview, and there you can see all the printed lessons along with the chart. And there's a creation of the universe chart in there on page two of this lesson. Uh, also, there's a you can look at evolution there, which is also in printed form. But if you go to the archives of streaming audio, uh, you'll be able to find evolution in there. But thanks for uh, coming on board today. And I look forward to presenting uh, Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview Lesson 2. Point 1. Genesis was written by Moses in 1450 B.C. It covers the creation, fall, restoration, flood, selection of Abraham, and the exile to Egypt. Genesis 1.1 and 1.2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was Hayah, formless, and Batohu, and empty. Bohu, darkness, was over the surface of the deep. Isaiah 45, 18. For thus saith the Lord that created bara the heavens, God himself that formed Yatsar, the earth, and made Asa, it. He hath established Kun, it. He created it, not bara in vain. Botohu, he formed Asa, it is to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. In the last lesson, Pastor Merritt discussed what could potentially be viewed as a conflict between Genesis 1-1-1-2 and Isaiah 45-18. And I thought he did a pretty darn good job of explaining it, but there really could be more of an explanation. And further on in our studies, when we get into Ezekiel and Isaiah, we will talk more about that. Well, let's continue on. 1.1. In the beginning, Be-Rishith, Moses, under the inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit, takes the reader back before time into the unfathomable reaches of eternity. He seeks to suggest the state of things before time was. 1.2. Moses under the inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit, gives no hint of a tangible date for the beginning. 1.3. The creation account reaches back into a space before there was a dating of events. 1.4. The sublime sovereignty of the revelation is based on this one mighty assertion, God did it. 1.5. Nothing more astounding could be declared. In the beginning, Elohim, created out of absolutely nothing, planet Earth, and all surrounding celestials, both seen and unseen, known and unknown. 1.6. El is the usual word for God in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Arabic. 1.7. In all three languages, it is plural in form, but it is used with verbs in the singular. 1.8. 
In this one, Elohim is united all the powers of eternity and infinity, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. 1.9. Created bara in the Hebrew is a verb used exclusively of an act of God. 1.10. Man cannot reach up to the powers inherent in this world, for it describes a miracle whereby undefined perfection was created from absolutely nothing. 1.11. By the sovereign, originative power of God, something absolutely new was brought into being, only to be scarred and then restored. 1.12, but again, I'm going to reference you back if you go on to the website, westbankbiblechurch.com, the Old Testament Lesson 2, and you have a chart there that can help you reference. 1.12. Let's read together the account of the creation and the restoration, which is Genesis 1.1 through Genesis 2.7. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it, and it was so. God called the expanse sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear, and it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds, and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, and it was so. God made two great lights the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, 
and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teems, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind, and it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all of the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God had formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living thing. It was beautiful. 1.13 God then is the creator of all things. This is called creation by fiat and excludes evolution. There's that word evolution again. I mentioned it as we were starting, and I'll say it again. You can go to westbankbiblechurch.com Go to the archives of streaming audio 
and you can find an audio lesson and you can find it on the podcast. But if you go to the website, you can also look at or print the outline. 1.14. In first the creation, the chaos, and then the restoration, God brought into being all that fits into his plan for the ages. 1.15. All the matter necessary, God miraculously spoke into existence in preparation for a resolution of the angelic conflict. 1.15.1. By the sovereign originative power of God, something absolutely new was first brought into being only to be scarred by the angelic fall and then restored. Though creation was a product of all three members of the Trinity, it was God the Holy Spirit and God the Son who were cited as active agents in the restoration process. Genesis 1-2 Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. John 1-1-1-3 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. John verse 14. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 1.16. Because of Satan's choice to establish his empire on planet Earth, God focused his attention and interest upon a tiny little planet called Earth and all that was around and below it, but with special attention on that which lived upon it. 1.17 In the phrase, In the beginning God created, is included the completed universe as it was known or might come to be known. 1.18. We believe our galaxy contains more than 100 billion stars and that our sun is 150 trillion miles from the center of our galaxy. Our galaxy is one of a small cluster of 19 galaxies, the nearest of which is 30 million light years from us, which is 150 million trillion miles. It's a fur piece. 1.20. Research scientists, by using powerful telescopes, have made reasonably sure there are more than a billion galaxies. And as better telescopes are constructed, the number grows daily. 1.21. And scientists estimate the number of stars in the discovered galaxies at close to 100 quintillion. 1.22. The candle power of one of these galaxies is equal to that of 400 million suns. 1.23. As a man looks on this vast creation and compares what he sees 
with the inspired writer's accounts of its origin, objective minds cannot help but be filled with awe, reverence, respect, dread, and wonder. That concludes part two. In the uh, last section there, try to put some of those numbers on paper and it's, it's, it's unfathomable, at least for my tiny little brain, to get my arms wrapped around that. It's incredible. Our God did that. It's just wow. Yeah, and at the end of lesson two, I thank you for listening along and I encourage you to listen to us on the podcast. Go to westbankbiblechurch.com. There's a wealth of information there. Uh, You can get into some of the uh, study books. You can get into the Old Testament overview or some of the many other things that we encourage you to uh, not only listen to, feel free to download it, study it, and share it. When we began today, I was remiss in reminding you to exercise 1 John 1, 9 and rebound those associated with that. But at the end, I'm not going to forget to tell you if there's anyone in the sound of my voice that doesn't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, all you got to do, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So long.